Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here, coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. That's right. Still kind of in this quarantine mode, haven't traveled in the last couple weeks since my Grand Rapids, Michigan days, uh, which feels like a lifetime ago. Uh, but today we have a very special day. It is August 3rd, 2020. That's right. It is National Watermelon Day. So we have a very, very cool guest from the National Watermelon Promotion Board, Megan McKenna, the Senior Director of Food Service. We are going to talk all things watermelon. That's right. We're going to talk about new varieties. We're going to talk about some growing regions. We're going to talk about some upcoming recipes that you can use watermelons in, not just on National Watermelon Day, but every single day. And we also talk about the stories of how we remember watermelons in our childhood. Now, you're going to want to stay tuned for that one because Megan and I both talk about the memories as we were little kids and our experiences with watermelon. Do you have a piece of fruit or veggie that brings you back, like smelling fresh cut grass, or just, oh, you feel like you're just six years old, sitting in front of the pool, just waiting for nothing but excitement and adventure? Well, we give this to you a little bit in today's episode. Excitement, heck yes it is. The National Watermelon Promotion Board is here, and let's get Megan McKenna on the line. Hey, Megan, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for your time. I am so excited to talk about watermelon with you. I was going to say, I'm more excited. Don't, don't you say you're excited first. I'm more excited to talk about watermelons. I've been looking forward to this. As I told you off the mic, I've been researching watermelon customers, vendors, and a lot of people to try and get them on the show to talk about watermelon. So I am very excited that the National Watermelon Promotion Board is on the call with me today. And uh, can you give us a little bit more background, though, on the National Watermelon uh, Promo Board and what you do there for them? Sure. So the National Watermelon Promotion Board is exactly what our title says. We're all about promoting watermelon. Um, We are tasked with increasing the demand of watermelon year-round through research, promotion, and education. Um, So we just want to keep watermelon top of mind. And we do that um, reaching directly to consumers, through retail, through food service, Um, We use a lot of influencers in our work, Um, but you know, ultimately watermelon is just so much fun. It's so easy to talk about um, and easy to to get people excited about. And you know what? National Watermelon Day, August 3rd, 2020. It's going to be probably one of the, what are your favorite days of the year for the the watermelon promo board. So that's something that's going to be fun. And then we're going to talk about some cool recipes and some other exciting things about some of these varieties that are out. Now let's get down to it. Watermelon talk. That's what I called this time. We're gonna have, it's National Watermelon Day, and we wanna talk all things watermelon. So obviously when I think of watermelons, I always think of like the 4th of July. I don't know why, but I'm always buying watermelons on the 4th of July, and maybe it goes back to when I was a kid. I remember part of my life, I lived in the Northeast for a couple years, We lived in Connecticut, and during the 4th of July, they would butter up 
these watermelons and throw them in the lake in the shallow end. And all the kids would have to jump in the lake and try to get this greased up buttered watermelon out of the water. And then we would break it open and then all the kids would go run towards the watermelon and eat the watermelon. That was one of my like childhood memories of watermelon. You know, everyone has that watermelon story, right? And it's funny that you mentioned that because although this isn't normally my go-to watermelon story, we used to visit my grandparents in Virginia every summer and they had this big like 4th of July festival and part of it was this competition of in the in a swimming pool not a lake like yours but in a swimming pool they did the same thing they would grease up this watermelon and it was like a relay race with a bunch of kids of who could get their watermelon out of the pool the quickest so that is so funny that that's your that's your watermelon story mine is from when i was a kid eating watermelon um, I grew up in Florida, so we were always on the boat watching fireworks for 4th of July, and we always had a watermelon. It was like the staple dessert, if you will. <laughs> and I remember my dad loving it, but also it was a necessity to clean the boat really well <laughs> because the deliciousness of the watermelon was just everywhere when we we're all done. But the smiles that it brought to everyone's face, and as an adult, it still does the same thing. I mean, I can say that with my kids and my household, you know, watermelon is still a staple. And you know, you're not alone in thinking about it around 4th of July. You know, 4th of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, those are big watermelon holidays for us. But obviously, today we're talking about National Watermelon Day. And um, you know, the exciting thing for us as, as the Watermelon Promotion Board is that there is no wrong day to eat watermelon. Every day can be National Watermelon Day, but August 3rd is the official National Watermelon Day. You know, it's crazy because we, I think there's probably tons and tons of stories. And it's funny because I was on Facebook the other day and I saw a watermelon eating competition. And I'm sitting there going, you could do anything, right? Anything with watermelon. And, and some of these stories that brings you back to when you were a kid, and it's like I was talking um, with uh, Jamie DeMette. Uh she's an author, uh, chef earlier on the show, is I was like, do you ever have that one uh, fruit or that one vegetable that like just brings you back to your childhood? You know, like smelling fresh grass is kind of how I put it to her. And she was like, oh, 100%. And I think watermelon does that to a lot of people too. When they take a bite of that watermelon, it's like, you're just back in time like when the first time you had that piece of watermelon or like I said our both of our stories and and I think that's what connects with with it right and that's yep. why when you have a national watermelon day it's like it's just a day that you can be like all right listen I remember this not just the everyday but you know celebrate national watermelon day by talking about your favorite watermelon story that'd be really fun tell a neighbor tell your friend you know, post it on one of your social media channels uh, while holding a watermelon. But, you know, we definitely want to hear some of these watermelon stories because I'm smiling ear to ear right now, Megan. I, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I'm smiling just thinking about some of these stories that um, people can talk about their first watermelon or their experiences uh, throughout having watermelon. So, yeah, let's do this. What kind of varieties, though, come up during the summer? Uh, it's August 3rd. What varieties are out there? Uh, that we could look for in the store? Because I know me, I go for the mini watermelons so I can grab two of them uh, just for the kids' sake and then they can help cut. But what's out there? Before you do though, let's hear from our partners. 
Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry, from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360-degree decision-making day after day. Visit www.ag.tools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast on National Watermelon Day. So let's get back to talking to Megan McKenna about these varieties. Yeah, so, you know, there are hundreds of varieties of watermelon, um, and there are new ones every year. There's innovation happening in our industry every day and with every season. So the promotion board really focuses on talking about types, and you already mentioned one with the mini watermelon, um, but being in the thick of summer right now, you know, we've got seeded, seedless, the minis, and then you also have um, different colored flesh, so orange and yellow um, types of watermelon. And so really we talk about those different varieties, and this time of year, depending on where you live and where you shop, you could have one, two, three, four of these different types of watermelon. And the great thing is that they all have their benefits. As you mentioned, you know, you have kids, so you grab two minis so that you've got those, you know, those minis available with me in our household. Um, I like to buy one of the big seedless watermelon and I chop it up and I like to take half of it and throw it in the food processor and the blender. And with my kids, I like to make popsicles out of that juice. Um, and then I also like to make big ice cubes um, for my husband and I, and we'll make mimosas and pour champagne over those ice cubes. Um, or maybe we'll make margaritas, throw the ice cubes in the blender. Um, and then obviously it can be used for smoothies and things like that. And then with the other half of the watermelon, um, we like to make, you know, a simple, fresh salad with the different kinds of cheeses. I know we all think about feta, but maybe a little bit of goat cheese, something stronger with some blue cheese and some pistachios and some honey on the watermelon. Um, and then you can also use the watermelon rind. Um, I love this because it's not something that's necessarily brand new. Um, in a cookbook published in the 1700s, there was a recipe for pickled watermelon rind, um, and we're still talking about it today. So you can pickle watermelon rinds. Think of it in this way. Watermelon's closest cousin is a cucumber. So that watermelon rind is perfect for pickling. So, you know, in our household, we get one of those big watermelon and we use the whole thing just in a lot of different ways. Listen, I have about two extra recipes that I just wrote down. I never <laughs> thought about this. Listen, I buy the small watermelons or the minis for one reason. One, they are easy, accessible for the kids, for them to cut. Because my kids are getting older. My son's eight, he turns nine this year, and he likes to help with us. And if you notice, in day one, uh, he was actually cooking with uh, the chef. I forget his name, but his daughter was uh, Chef Ileana. But mm -hmm. we were cooking. He likes to do that stuff now. And those mini watermelons are just easy for him to handle and to cut. Totally. I think, I'm pretty sure, I can convince him what you just convinced me. That we get a big watermelon, we cut the one half, 
for the watermelon, right, for us. And I bet you I can convince him to make popsicles. And um, I would say more other items with the other halves, the ice cubes, even for us as well as the adults. But I just actually never thought about that. I actually always put tinfoil over the other half or I do, I cut it up and I put it into a bag. And as my wife says, sometimes it turns into alcohol because you leave it in the fridge too long, <laughs> um, right? But those are things that happen. I mean, let's not be shy about it. That's some food waste that happens on the, uh, the consumer side, but those are things uh, that do happen. But listen. Yeah, but turning think, it into juice, you know, that yeah. a couple days before it happens and freezing it, you know, then you're, you're going to have it for the weekend. You're going to have it for a week later or whatever when you're having, you know, maybe, you know, a need for an activity with your kids, you know, that's there, it's ready and it's got lots of fun uses. So let's, let's, let's move to the next fun and engaging acts, right? So think about it. What can we do with watermelon? I mean, there's probably thousands of things to do. We've named a couple, but let's give our listeners some fun, engaging things to do at home. We've talked about the ice cubes that you can do. You talked about the popsicles that you can do. What are some other fun, engaging activities for the summer? Sure. So, you know, the sky's the limit, just like with usage ideas with watermelon. We have a great influencer partner of ours that uses mini watermelon as a medicine ball and works out with it. Um, but if you're not looking for something quite as creative, you know, you can try your hand at a watermelon carving, um, you know, who needs to have a bowl to serve their fruit salad in when you can use a watermelon, you know, the rind of the watermelon, scoop it out with maybe a melon baller. Um, and then we also have great, um, other carving ideas at watermelon.org to really spice up your table and, um, that kind of thing. And then in addition to that, there's tons of other recipes and usage ideas, you know, in that aspect too, you know, keeping in mind that watermelon is 92% water. So it's a great solution for hydration. It's also an excellent source of vitamin C. So thinking about those ideas, you know, you can throw it into a smoothie, you know, instead of adding water to your smoothie, add watermelon because you're adding those great nutrition components um, and also adding the moisture for your, for your smoothie. Um, we also, you can also throw watermelon on the grill, you know, right next to, to whatever you're grilling up from a protein perspective, or maybe it's other vegetables and fruit, you can throw watermelon on the, on the grill and maybe you just throw it on with, with nothing on it, but it's really fun to put a little bit of lime, a little bit of, um, cayenne pepper or a little bit of salt. Um, and it really helps to make that flavor a little bit different, adds beautiful color to the plate. Um, and is just an exciting twist on how to use watermelon. You know, what's crazy is that I love all of these ideas. And like you said, they are a lot of them on your website or through your influencer that are doing a lot of these, uh, I would say recipes and fun activities. Watermelon is one of those staple items that I know, I know is in a lot of households year round. So mm -hmm. it's crazy because as you were talking to about cutting the watermelon, I, in my, in my younger years, I actually used to inspect watermelons for my, my company. I used to go to Nogales, would fly down to Nogales when the uh, Mexican season was going on. They were all being imported. And I remember time over time, these knives were huge. They were like these double, uh, you'd have a handle on each side and you would just cut right through these watermelons. And it was just insane to see how many watermelons were being cut. And uh, down in Nogales, you have to remind me, 
there's this uh, this seasoning that they put on the watermelon. I I can't get it up the, the, up the top of I knew it was going to come to me. Yeah. So that is big. Um, okay, if I want to use that on a watermelon, what do I do? Just, you know, you can slice it open. Um, let's see, from a shape perspective, you know, you can do spears, you can do cubes, um, you could do a, a smaller dice and make a watermelon salsa with the tahini, and you just sprinkle it right on top and it just adds a different flavor profile to your watermelon. Um, what I like to do personally is I like to dice the watermelon small and do a little bit of tahini, a little bit of extra lime, and then you've got a quick and easy watermelon salsa that goes well just with chips or maybe you want to throw it on top of some fish or some chicken um, and it's just an interesting another interesting way to use watermelon and tahini is is super delicious um, and super easy to use and I think at least I mean I'm based in Florida but you can find it in, in most parts of the country at this point and if not it's a little little bit of lime, a little bit of chili powder, a little bit of salt, um, and you're pretty close to there. So it's, it's a great product and just a fun, a fun way to, to um, take your watermelon to the next level pretty easily. Yeah, it's definitely to the next level because I, I was sitting here one time and someone's like, hey, have you tried this? And I was inspecting melons at the time. So we go outside after, you know, inspecting melons all day and everybody's shaking. I, I thought it was pepper. I'm like, what are these guys doing? And they're like shaking tahima on here. And they're like, oh, you, you have to try this. And mm -hmm. that was the first time I actually remember trying a tahima on a watermelon. But you're right. It takes the flavor profile to a whole new level. And it's not a bad level. It's a different level. Like you said, you can make salsa out of this. You can cut this up, put tahima on it. Like you said, a little lime juice, salt and pepper, throw it inside of a salad. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there are, there's so many things, but I do remember that. And I forgot what it was called just until you said it, but that is also a staple product that sells and goes right with watermelon because um, that, I don't know if it's a new trend. I guess when I found it in 2014, it was new for me. It's probably been happening for a very long time, um, but that's a very popular, popular uh, quick recipe, right? That you put together uh, for yeah, watermelon. Exactly. Uh, so I think I think it's all all great, um, all cool with watermelon, right? So coming up, let let's talk about we we talked about what's here for the summer. Um, what's coming up through the winter? Um, you said there's a hundred different varieties that are out there. I think that's crazy because I, I think I've maybe seen three: a mini watermelon, a seedless watermelon, and a seeded watermelon. I mean, I think that's all I've ever seen. I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But where, where are these other types of watermelons or are they just derivatives of the seeded or seedless watermelons? Like what, yeah. what's out there uh, through the winter? Yeah, so basically, you know, we, we, when we talk about those types, they encompass all those varieties. So there's hundreds of varieties of seeded and seedless and mini and those yellow and orange um, types of watermelon. And so going into, you know, the, the fall and winter season, you definitely see more minis. We see a, a ton more fresh cut available um, at retail as well as for food service, just because of the time of year. Um, and then, you know, the usage ideas and the way you use watermelon can shift with the season. So we have a great watermelon cranberry sauce, for example, 
Um, but we also have some more salads that are on more of a, a, a filling, you know, that colder weather kind of recipe. So we've got a great watermelon and farro salad um, that's using ancient grains um, and those savory flavors. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to use watermelon that lend itself to that year-round availability. Um, and that's really exciting. It really shows that watermelon has the versatility to be a great source of vitamin C throughout the year. Um, and, you know, again, we've got more recipes on our website, but I know the watermelon cranberry sauce is a go-to in our house. Um, we also, I also like to throw watermelon on my oatmeal for something different. I know a lot of people go, really, with oatmeal? But the flavor and the texture is really fun with some steel cut oats and some cinnamon, you know, the warmth of the cinnamon really is a fun compliment to watermelon. That's crazy. Cause you're right. I would have been like, wait, what? But you're right. I mean, <laughs> think about it. Um, there's cherry pie, there's apple pie. These are all warm up fruit. I mean, why not have watermelon warm with your oatmeal? I mean, it's, it's not far off. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's, it's just as crazy as having tahim on there. I mean, think about it. I mean, it's two different sides of the spectrum. It's a sweet, uh, sweet versus more of a tangy spicy. So um, no, I, I completely agree. I think that's a, it's very cool. So listen, Megan, I want to thank you for coming on the show just to talk all things watermelon, get a little watermelon talk going, get us all excited about National Watermelon Day. I know you threw out uh, some of the websites already, but again, if people want to learn more about watermelons, uh, where can they find you and your organization? Watermelon.org is all things watermelon. So any time of year for all kinds of inspiration, information about watermelon, it's watermelon.org. Now let's chat a little bit about the PMA Food Service Delivered Concert.
Awesome. And again, Megan, I thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. I'm glad um, we could talk about my favorite fruit, watermelon. Definitely. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.